Hello, and welcome to the So It Goes podcast with me, Dylan. And me, Rob. And in today's episode, we're speaking to the band Corner Cafe Chronicles. This band was really interesting because they talked about their experiences gigging, like the whole music scene, how um, how India has been affected by both lockdown, but also sort of major political shifts which are currently going on. Uh, yeah, I think we should mention as well that they are uh, based in Mumbai, India. Yeah, and they've got uh, loads of really interesting stories about sort of uh, songwriting. Yeah, no, they have a really interesting band and it was an absolute pleasure to talk to them. And I highly recommend you check out their music because they've got some fantastic songs. So without further ado, let's welcome Corner Cafe Chronicles to So It Goes. So I think the first thing is like for the purposes of the podcast, because we've got more than one of you, if you just want to introduce like who you are and what you do in the band. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm Chinmay. Uh, I do uh, vocals, synths and guitars. We have Parth Malotra who does uh, drums and samples and percussion. And Samitra Vicharya, who you can't see his, uh, I think, uh, his video right now, but... Uh, he does bass, vocals, synths, and uh, samples. Ah, cool. So uh, I think what we've been asking everyone, unfortunately, at the minute, is in this turbulent time of COVID-19 in the world and the pandemic, how's things where you guys are based? Like, how's the situation there? Uh, it's uh, pretty much the same for probably all around the world right now, especially for artists. Pretty bad. I mean, um, you'd expect some sort of securities, especially when your uh, live shows get cancelled, considering mm. they are your primary source of uh, income because streaming doesn't really get you shit unless uh, you're like a really big uh, yeah. artist and you have that number of streams coming in. I think probably merch sales and uh, live shows are the way to do it. And uh, we've always been like prolific with our shows, but uh, we've had like extreme amount of cancellations. Like we've had like last year, March, when it happened, I think like six shows of ours got cancelled in a month and it was a huge um, it was a huge dip. And I think it's the same for a lot of artists in India. And I think it's slowly getting back up. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to take some time for yeah. shit to start properly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like uh, yeah, when it comes to lockdown, cause, like loads of countries went into lockdown and India is the largest one that enforced like a, a full type lockdown but then the thing that's been in the news over there at the moment's been there's been loads of sort of protests over agriculture at the minute um so i can imagine like the government's priority is more dealing with that and trying to come up with sort of a compromise over the arts uh yeah i think um so there was it's a funny thing but uh, I think at the beginning of the lockdown, uh, the government announced a list of uh, useful uh, st- uh, careers and the non-essential careers. Mm-hmm. And artists were like uh, on top of the non-essential careers, like uh, the beginning of the lockdown. So we've never been the priority ever. It's just how it is. Um, uh, and so I think we've always been uh, left to fend for ourselves, especially the indie music scene. I'm, I'm sure you guys know 
that Bollywood plays a huge role uh, in the music uh, here yeah. in India. Mm. And mm. it's like a huge, it's a global uh, thing. So many people do listen to Bollywood. And so that is what usually um, uh, gets the limelight. And the indie musicians are like always like, uh, I, I don't know the right term for it, but like uh, we're like second fiddle of sorts and trying to make it through this whole weird barrier. Yeah, I mm. just find it, uh, I find it so weird when it comes to like the arts, because there was a statistic for the UK saying that the arts annually, so like films, TV and music, bring in more money than the than football does for the UK. And oh, it's, really? Yeah, like it's, I think it's like wow. the Premier League costs like 73 bill, gives the UK about 73 billion. <laughs> it's very precise, that mate. And then like the arts is something like 100. Um, oh, wow. But it's not the thing, I know there's loads of different things, but I just find it weird that, you've got musicians who are going, can we just have something? And then oh, yeah. the, the government's like, nah, but kick off on a Saturday versus Man United. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with that, man. It, it makes complete sense. I think it's the same. I think it's overall, I think it's always mm. going to be the same thing. Mm. Unless like uh, we find better ways to get our shit out there. Probably, I don't know. Mm. But uh, I think it's the same in India as well, man. I mean, everyone tries really hard to... Uh, get this shit out there like uh, so you have if you go to a venue or something as well like you would expect weekend slots right you want weekends for you want people to come in but you know the indie bands usually don't get the weekends you'll get weekdays and weekends will be like for like the like uh, I don't know commercial most, stuff, bo- like commercial like, Bollywood stuff yeah rather than Bollywood stuff, like commercial stuff that they want to hear because they want to sell out the venue and like they want people to walk in and buy alcohol, buy food, and that's what their business is like. Yeah. Like music is just for like entertaining the people. Like most of the people are even least bothered about which band is on the stage. They are like, there's music playing in the background. They're drinking and eating food, and that's it. Like that's what actually the venues, most of the venues, you know, prefer in India. And uh, like weekends, it's usually commercial stuff, and you know, like. Weekdays, they'll have like an indie band or band which plays originals. So that's like mm-hmm. a difficult task, you know, to play original music in India. Again, you are an English band and uh, they want Hindi, which is, you know, like most of the people want to have in India. So again, it's get difficult when you are an independent band. Yours. Mm. As, as a pose like as well in this time, it's quite like... We don't know the, what the situation's going to be like going forward. So how do you see, like, with the with going forward, how do you think the, a band like your band will adapt and the sounds will adapt to fit the current climate? So uh, to be very honest, I think since the beginning, even when things weren't uh, so clutterfucked, I guess, because of the pandemic, I think we were always... <laughs> The kind of people who were working, uh, considering that bottom line, you know, that we have to somehow get our music out there. We need to get the shows in, mm. regardless of whatever the scenario is. And that's what we have kept throughout uh, the last three years that we started since 2017. And uh, I think that has worked. So for us, the pandemic didn't really matter because we released our album in, amidst the pandemic. And without, uh, like, our tours got cancelled. We didn't give a shit. The album got released. It got picked up by every major playlist in Spotify, we are featured in like these amazing new age media 
um, uh, magazines like GQ, L, uh, Rolling Stones, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So we didn't really look at that as a disadvantage. I think the main thing was keeping ourselves healthy at that point of time. Yeah. And I think we just maintained that level of, uh, I think, uh, excitement towards like, no matter what shit can go down any moment, but we <laughs> make sure that our shit is out there. We don't really mm-hmm. give a fuck about anything else. And I mean, it's been difficult for us personally because uh, Parth, our drummer, um, he, he, we lost his father and his uncle due to uh, COVID-19. And he's been, uh, he's been yeah, he's been dealing with it. Uh, he's been working throughout the pandemic. I, mm. myself, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a doctor as well. So I was working with COVID-19 and the patients as well. So like, so we didn't really stop anywhere. Like, even though yeah. all this shit happened in the last year, we did put out a good album. We are getting shows now. We are doing shows uh, this month onwards, even though really very few indie bands are actually going out there and performing. And we're doing it in different cities. So for us, it, we don't really give a shit. We'll always find a way to get there. Mm. Yeah, because like one of the questions we ask a lot of people is like how lockdowns um, affected them as like musicians or artists. But if you've been working as a as a, do- a doctor, it's going to be a completely different sort of answer to people who've just had to stay in. I suppose you've not had a break at all yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man, like, so I think uh, though we stayed, like, in the initial bit, we were, we were all inside, like, the initial bit, but, so we have this whole DIY approach to everything that we do. So every creative that we put out for the launch, we made it in-house. We all sat together, we ideated uh, we illustrated it, we animated it, like literally, we do everything by ourselves. And uh, that's, so we kept ourselves occupied. We already have material to be released this year. So I think uh, that that was one of the positives probably that came out of 2020, barring all the shit that went out. <laughs> yeah. Personally and uh, outside. Oh, that's cool. So as well, like that album, what you released, last year it really connected with people and me and rob we are like i'll speak on his behalf of this bit but we think it's a fantastic album Mm. and it's really like amazing like i I don't think like coming from a very rural village in the uk i don't think i've ever heard something quite as interesting as that album so it was really good but how does one try to release a quite experimental album like during a pandemic yeah i think um, um we all uh, didn't want to so we came from different musical backgrounds to be very honest so when we started this band uh, we had like a certain vision right okay we are going to make let's say a kind of music or like this kind of sound and that eventually just changed because obviously you with different backgrounds and music you come with different influences we, we come from like, we go from hip hop to like R&B, go to like extreme, like the new metal stuff to our normal electro or rock scenes. So we just decided, you know what, we're just going to keep making music that is fun for us to play live. So we just yeah. kept adding elements and uh, like me, like you can see in Somitra's like uh, in his uh, profile picture right here, like it's like we have a cubicle, just synths and guitars and synths and guitars. So I think that's what has kept us going always, just to create shit that is interesting to us. And at the same time, we like to, the whole idea of Renaissance is to start thinking. Like you guys started this whole conversation with the whole uh, conflict between 
the uh, farmers and the government in india right now so there are multiple conflicts that that keep going on in india it's like a hot pot for that shit and um, so i think um, we fit somewhere there we like kind of make music that makes people think probably uh, over here what we are facing i think our, i think i think the album has been like a lot of talk about introspection about our journey this world and this things that happens in the surrounding so to sum it up it can be like called as a collective intro, like product of our introspection towards life Oh, I think so. Oh, oh he just dropped the mic yeah. and he just vanished. <laughs> yeah. It's that important. He just went mic. Just dropped the mic. <laughs> it was too much. It was like that was what he was saying. Yeah. That's it. No more. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure yeah. there are some network connectivity issues here. Oh. Like, yeah, it's pretty uh, bad. Oh, yeah, I am back. I mean, back all yeah. of this can be edited to make us look fantastic. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd found out off... Um, off Dylan, he'd gone, right, this is one of the bands that we're, we're going to get on the programme. I think you'd really like them. And I found there was a set list on YouTube, like a live gig that you'd done. And the thing that I found really interesting was, I go, it sounded like if someone had done punk, like punk pop, like indie punk pop, but they'd been completely influenced by loads of other bands that you'd never sort of really heard from from like the uk or anything it just seemed like you'd come up with sort of a particular sound from like a completely different sort of inspiration Um, so i think like what you're getting at there were like is what has influenced your music in like creating that album Mm. what was like your main inspirations and Mm. influences during the project i mean if we start just naming and listing the acts that we're influenced by, then that would become your podcast. That would be the 90% probably. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> I, mean, can heads, do, I think, yeah, I think for Somitra, especially, uh, you go with uh, Pink Floyd, The Weeknd, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Parth, what are your influences? So, there are a lot of man, like there's Mute Math, Darren King has been an inspiration forever. Yeah, Tame Impala, RJ. Uh, Arctic Monkeys oh, and always been an inspiration for yeah. all of us. So you have a lot of UK bands as well, like mm-hmm. the Gorillas uh, yeah. and um, Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I know that you can really tell that. Yeah, our artwork is like heavily inspired by yeah, Gorillas. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the style of artwork. You can hear that a lot in your work, dude. Like, but it's really interesting. So, like, I suppose also what we were hitting on before was like. Uh, there's quite a political landscape as well. Like, so do you ever feel like when you're creating music or something, or if you're writing a song, do you feel like a song should ever purely be politically based? Or do you think it should more be based for escapism and like more just for pleasure, so to speak? Uh, I think we write, uh, we, I, we, we do write, uh, I think one song I think we've written that is probably like hedonistic, but beyond that, I think all of our songs have a social political statement always, uh, but it's more like some of the it's more like introspective one. Mm-hmm. So instead of directly, uh, the way we write probably is instead of directly uh, going at it, we probably write, like to write it in a question answer format, which is mm-hmm. the conversation that 
begins a conversation you know yeah uh, something that leads on to a conversation that is the kind of stuff we write so we know the shit that is going wrong we know the shit that we don't want to see happen in our uh, in our country or probably in and around us or what we want to practice as people or citizens of this world whatever and we use that and we formulate these songs as a conversation so that becomes a start point so it's it's if you're at gigs or you're just meeting your friends you're just drinking whatever and they ask you about the songs then you can always start a conversation you can talk about shit and you know that that exchange is what we go mm. for yeah i think it all, i think as well like music i'm not saying music's always political but i think like if something's been crafted with effort and it's not just like a paint by numbers pop song you can pick up you'll be able to pick up things that have influenced or they mean something to the artist because i mean like rage against the machine they're not giving they're not sort of squaring up to a toaster that is a like a politically motivated group and they are aware of the things that they want to talk about and it comes out in the work so it's probably similar it'll be similar with your work there'll be things that you hold there and you go right this needs to go on a track yeah exactly so for us that would be uh, i think mental health uh, sustainability and uh, creating uh, being what kind of person you want to be for the future like do you want to be for a lack of a better word cheap or like uh, do you want to actually stand up out there and do something or create a statement or whatever mm-hmm. contribute in other ways whatever so i think mm-hmm. these would be like our go tos when we write songs that is what renaissance is based on renaissance uh, it's a two part album by the way we released part 1 last year that you guys must have heard and mm. part 2 comes out this year and uh, yeah so the whole thing we kept it simple we like yeah it's about change it's about the whole conversation of change so each song kind of goes about from uh, being like completely depersonalized and surrounded by all this noise and confusion to eventual clarity so we try to emulate that confusion that you usually feel right when like we when you're coming of age like you're like 24 25 we that's that's when we wrote these songs 25 when we were 25 now we are yeah, like 27 27 uh, yeah now we are 27 but like yeah so that's where we came from that kind of questioning phase mm. so uh, probably this is what usually is uh, something that we like to write about i oh, know that's cool man so i wasn't aware that it was like two parts to the album so like the second part part like which is being released this year uh, yeah. apart from what you've just mentioned what else can we expect from the second album and like how do you think it would differentiate from the first all right so i think uh, the first part is uh, you uh, you'll hear a lot of elements you'll hear like purposeful confusion there's a lot of elements that keep going on mm-hmm. here and there the it's more of questions part 1 is more of questions and so the music is composed like that there are some spoken word elements there there are some angst elements there and part 2 would be probably the answer to uh, what we're going for and so part 2 it would be something more out there and more aggressive uh part of a setlist that we usually play mm. so there'll always be that electro experimentation with synths and all but i think uh, part 2 is something that we all are pretty much excited about yeah, it's it's exactly. something exactly it's kind of weird as well at the same time it's something new that we've tried so i mean that's what like we just want to put that shit out there so yeah i was just about to say that we actually recorded the whole album like 12 songs in 4 days and we were just there in the studio 
we stayed there like for four days like it was a four four i think three night four days package that we took at the studio we were mm. there staying there everything and we recorded everything like four days and it was like an experience that we had you know like a mansion studio mm. that our yeah. friends have in bombay and uh, it's like a very different experience and we had like actually scheduled everything so we could finish everything in four days and not go beyond that and in those four days we actually composed a song that will be a part of uh, a part two uh, yeah. of the album mm. so one of the songs is composed while we were recording yeah we just decided to wing it and put it in the yeah. album we're like yeah this goes here <laughs> fuck it um kind of leads me on to another question it's like with the songwriting process do you just sort of do you just go right i've got an idea quick go play some chords or is it really structured on how you'd make a a song um i i don't think we have a structure um we are trying to perfect a structure so that we're able to compose faster mm. i think uh, i think we are, i think most of the musicians are like this i don't know man we we start with the instrumentation we just probably have one synth part or just like one guitar part whatever and we just keep building on it just experimenting and we usually finish the instrumentation first and then we add the lyrics to see where uh, things can go and uh, because like we have a bunch of synths and we're playing everyone's playing a uh, multiple instruments at one point of time so we try to make it as cinematic as possible if there's a vocal part coming in we like to add some shit to it just a huge back and forth uh, process that goes on mm. i think we are trying to perfect our songwriting uh, uh, method because uh, you you might like a part and then one month goes by you played a couple of shows with it and you're like no this shit this shit like fuck let's get rid of this shit <laughs> and let's uh let's add something else mm. oh, now that's really interesting that but uh, just to get back to the thing where you were talking about you recorded it in four days yeah that to me sounds like the most stressful like process because like so one of the things i work is with is like a sound engineer so we like so it's quite imposed like the time restrictions on a recording session like that so do you think those restrictions helped you when you were recording the album or do you think it was more of a hindrance um i think uh, we recorded the album uh in 2019 actually uh, oh, yeah. and we were planning to release both the parts in 2020 but obviously a lot of shit happened and we were like you know what we'll we'll take it slow there's no rush uh, so but we performed we performed these songs so many times that like we've taken it all over the country we've done over like 70 80 shows uh, in the last two years or so and uh, in, inside india obviously and uh, so for us recording them was not a problem because we knew the parts at the back of our hands like it was it was that quick so we didn't have to we didn't have like too much additions or subtractions to be done but obviously you're right we had a lot of things to learn from our recordings because now we when you look back at it and we plan to record few more right after part 2 mm. comes out we know that okay we made these mistakes while recording we should have given it more time should have gone for a lesser amount of time uh, and expanded it over a few days probably and um, mm. so you have those like a learning curve right before this we only recorded singles and uh, for the first time we recorded a whole full length album and obviously you're going to keep learning and there's a huge there's a vast array of equipment available to us 
so that was again it's kind of confusing but yeah it's better to know what you want to do is good to have your own recording engineer your own sound engineer who knows the equipment much better than you do probably so uh, when you're experimenting with it you would know okay you know this is the right way and not try to fuck up while recording because you've said you played quite a few concerts in the history of the band but what is the strangest experience you've had on stage performing i know but i know path you were not there for the strangest experience so with uh, uh you uh, do you have anything that you want to add <laughs> uh which which one are we talking about i'm going to talk about silly gori dude <sighs> oh yeah that drunk guy yeah 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 okay <laughs> cool cool all right so again, now that we are on the same page all right i'll, I'll tell you guys okay so yeah. we did uh, this uh, so there's northeastern part of india so uh, there's a city called siliguri in uh, west bengal yeah that's uh, uh, again towards the northeast again so we we were going to shillong and uh, guwahati these are two cities that are very good for music and uh, and obviously people love your music there they usually are very passionate about it and we had done a tour before uh, we performed at this cherry blossom festival in shillong which is like which had like 18000 people and it was mm-hmm. beautiful so it's like uh, it was good to see cherry blossoms for the first time in life without going to japan i think yeah. so that is like a huge deal as, as well and so we went to this city called siliguri and uh, we were like pretty happy you know okay the gigs have gone well so far and all of that mm. so we went we had a pub show over there and we had, we have a bare minimum tech required if you are touring if at least if you have nothing else you need to have like the basics sorted as well like you need to have felts on the drums like if you put your cymbals it should not just be there without uh, any like uh, any felts or whatever and so we were at this pub and there was a washroom right like where this chair is right now Yeah uh, yeah. Somitra basis was in front of it and people are passing and waiting for him to lift his bass up while playing so they could go take a dump <laughs> or take a piss. I don't know. The drum kit didn't have felts, it didn't have mic. Uh the snare was kind of fucked. Everything was bad. This was just the live aspect of mm. things. The 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 other person we met this guy who was like who liked our music and we we're like okay man fine we we'll, we will work with this everything's been shitty on this gig at least <laughs> and he started buying us alcohol he he got us lobsters and shit dude like I'm like wow right who cool. this guy really likes some music man that's very All good right, okay. lobster yeah yeah I'm like yeah I'm like mm. fine man it's cool we we are into this and. Uh, then he's like dude you know and it's 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 a hilly area all right it's a forested hilly area he's like you know bro we should go to the hills we should go to the hills we are all drunk at this point of time he was buying us good good whiskey dude we are all drunk and i'm like i'm like no man we don't know this guy who the fuck why are we going into the fucking jungle with this guy and um, somitra is like don't know let's go let's go what he's one guy and i will beat him up if he tries to do something to us i'm like okay fuck okay all right and he took us randomly dude into some hills into the forest in the middle of the night and then he tells us to get out of the car he's like let's go down further walk into the forest there's a stream over there like you can see the moonlight from the city from i'm like what the fuck is going on here man like it's 2 or 3 in the night and we are this guy we just met who just bought us lobsters like we are so easy <laughs> to impress that we have decided to risk our lives in the middle of nowhere city that you don't know in a state that you don't know and uh, we we told him now man uh, my god scared till my god scared and that guy and that guy was like uh, oh yeah i completely get you guys even i wouldn't trust a person like me yeah that is that is uh, what shows like, what? you <laughs> yeah that like, is what? 
yeah man like that would tell you that okay he also can't trust himself fuck this guy we going back home and so we told him now nah, man we're not comfortable we're going back and because obviously like it's a mm. fucking forest dude like fuck animals <laughs> this guy is kind of creepy he had a fedora hat and all dude like who who even wears that like right anyways fuck that. <laughs> uh, i mean can we apologize for everyone listening to the podcast he's wearing a fedora wear now fedora. <laughs> i mean the so it goes podcast does not support those views about fedoras yeah. you can wear any form of head head where you want anyway carry on yeah yeah and so the next day uh, we go to the this other venue and we tell this guy the owner like uh, he is he's given us a nice place to stay and all that dude like we met this guy and it's a smaller town so it's like oh yeah i know that guy and mm. it's like oh how like oh no he's a scammer guys you be careful like i'm like what the fuck like yeah dude, he takes he takes like uh, he like uh, he'll take you to hotels and all that he'll walk off he'll not pay and he'll do like weird shit like that be careful and we're like what the fuck why the fuck were you with him in the middle of a fucking forest was yeah. the lobster good there that's the question Oh That's yeah, the, the food was yeah. damn good. The, the whiskey and the lobster <laughs> was pretty good. Then, yeah, it was nice. then it was worth it. I think. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was worth it. If we ever go to India, Dylan, we've got to go find that specific place and not look for that guy and avoid that guy. <laughs> yeah, man, I swear. I'm only conscious that we've been keeping you for a while now, so we'll try and finish this up with some questions we've asked everyone who we've spoken to on the podcast so far. So the f- first one is if is one album you could listen to for the rest of your life what would that album be All right guys you start this is difficult oh, okay I think, uh, I think there I think it could be random access memory Daft uh, Punk I, yes I, mean, I can go yeah. on and on I I have a few Yeah yeah dude this one comes exactly in my mind REM was in my mind It's a it's a good album, but it's also quite a sad album at the minute. With yeah, the, exactly. I think yeah. The rise of yeah, Daft that's Punk. what I think. Uh, I think I connect to that album more than any yeah, other music. But then yeah, the album as a whole has like a different mood than a vibe to it. It flows in a certain way, like which no other album does. So that's mm. uh, that's for me. Parth, what about you? RM, or random yeah, memories? Yeah, actually, about. Okay. For me, it's a mute mute to play it. Mute math. The last right. album. Play it. That good album. Oh no, that's great. And the other What one, do you guys listen to, man? What do you guys listen to if you had one album? Well, there's an album I quite like called Ogden's Not Gone Flake by The Small Faces, which is a 60s right. band from the UK. And we okay. have like these psychedelic songs but it's dispersed with like nonsense poetry which introduces wow. all it's a very it's a conceptual album it's about oh, a yeah. person called John who makes friends with a fly and then wow. adventures it's a very unique conceptual album which I'll be nice. quite frank with you did not travel very well around the world because <laughs> it's quite a hard selling point but So what is the name of the album i'm just going to note it down and keep i'll listen to this is called ogden's not gone flake oh yeah found it all right by small faces yeah Ooh. by the small faces you are in for a treat with that one though man if i could yeah. be oh. you now and be like listening to that album for the first time i'd be like what it's right. you are literally in for a treat dude 
I'd say for me, it'd be it's a tie up between A Night of the Opera by Queen <laughs> oh. um, or Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Well, I've not heard that one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a conceptual album that's based around. Um, it's like a dystopian world where those who go against the system have their memories wiped. And it's oh, like, wow. yeah, the, the, it's a whole like, it's like a the album, if you listen to it on YouTube, it's like a, a movie that just breaks into wow. random songs. Nice. I'd also like to say Rob's never said those answers before. We've said that quite he so he's changed them to look it's way more cooler in front of you nah it's such a, i'm not gonna put no that's no that's what i call music 99 or something no, but he's my... he's changed those albums he never normally says those <laughs> albums definitely. i'm gonna check out bloody computer and ogden's not conflict definitely tonight so uh, i'm so sorry if i'm cutting you guys so and I our, um so renaissance right it's it's a concept album it follows a character called Midas, and we are actually animating and illustrating a comic based on it right now, which we're going to release with part two. Yep. That is quite exciting. That, yeah. uh, that's something I did not know. So just like a sidebar for a few minutes, what, like, how did that idea to do a comic come with the album, and how do you even uh, approach try and develop an album into a comic strip? So we uh, get inspired by visual stimuli more than sound, I think. Uh, some, uh, if we see a certain, let's say you're seeing a loop of a car just riding into a sunset and there's a like there's the sea right next to it. That is something that will inspire music to us. Like it's a very weird way of writing. Mm. So we like to write to visuals. So, and uh, I, I animate, I illustrate. So I was like, we were like, you know what? Let's do something something that probably India has not seen and something that goes beyond just the music. Music, it's more of a visual storytelling as well. So we noted down the things that we wanted to communicate in the album. That is, start questioning things. Uh, don't uh, just follow commands. Just uh, very much inspired by 1984, because why not? Mm. Or like the animal farm, right? So uh, we took those ideas and we are like, I have we have this story where, which follows this character, uh, which is a very subtle dystopian, uh, futuristic uh, pick that we have in our heads. We're like, you know what? Let's just fucking write it, put it in into a comic format. Let's just animate it somehow, because we get inspired by we're the '90s kids, dude. Like, so anime and everything has played a huge role. Uh, for all of us, like we used to have this channel called Animax in India, and oh, wow. so we used, we used to watch like Full Metal Alchemist or like Initial D, one of those very first ones that you mm. grew up with as kids. Uh, so, so we were like, yeah, you know what? This is what we've grown up with. This is what we'll try to communicate it with, and probably something that nobody has done. And we're like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Why not? And that sounds great, and that sounds really interesting. So, I mm. will definitely be trying to access that somewhere when that comes out with the next album oh yeah man when it comes out i will send it send you a copy before it comes out don't worry anyway so the other question we ask everyone who we've spoken to is dream collaborations is there like an artist or a certain person or someone you'd love to collaborate with on a track yeah a lot of artists like that mute math being one uh Impala, all day and um, yeah yeah i've been actually all of our inspirations like 
whatever who else you know to me like some uh, even kendrick lamar so i remember the there was this one time uh, i had made a look and uh, sidney was writing lyrics over it and i remember telling him like someday uh, i guess someday we we'll, like ask kendrick lamar to like you know rap over it they may be the wildest thing <laughs> Yeah, I I love to I love to collaborate with Kendrick Lamar or like All J dude. All J and Mute man. I think yeah. All J like I think they've come to India I think thrice. Uh, I've catch I've caught them like in 2017. Nice mm. band dude. Beautiful. Falls as well. Falls. Falls. Oh yeah. Falls. Another UK band. Mm. I would like to have it with Pink Floyd and FKJ. Like FKJ mm. you know, like the crazy guy. So, yeah. So, again. Anyway. like the drop being a drummer yusuf des is someone you know, like i would want richard, him to play richard steven mm-hmm. as well richard steven oh yeah he, oh steven yeah. he recently oh, did a collaboration with this indian dj like called sandunes yeah. like amazing sandunes yeah, yeah. So you guys should check it out uh sandunes and they recently like he released an album with, in collaboration with richard steven it's crazy like the drums and yeah. it's like some from some other world I think just like one final question to try and wrap this up now. So in like a world where the pandemic is over and we can all go back to the way the world was, what do you think that first gig back will be like for the band? I think we are nervous too. <laughs> no, I I kind of kind of be nervous. but i think we are excited because it's a new chapter again we'll be playing with as a band after a year mm. because we did a bunch of online gigs uh, throughout the pandemic and all and we did release the album and all yeah. but like a proper live show it's going to be all, it's a year now since we did the last one yeah mm. so what we do since 2019 like i'm just going to omit 2020 because there were no shows at all but we <laughs> we with every show we try to add another element like we'd get an extra light for a nice light shot or whatever mm. we we have we have our own sound guy obviously and all so now we are with every gig we are trying to scale it up even further you know what let's get some strobe shit like let's just get some batons and like they fuck mm. up the people and their vision like if they come to the show ever just blind them <laughs> they forget the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> i don't know probably this time we might we might like uh, do some visual like projection yeah. uh, mapping yeah so reading visuals and yeah so i think the, like dead mouse and uh dark concept yeah so we are we are planning all of that shit so we are pretty excited about whatever the shows are coming so we're scaling up our live production with every gig we're trying mm. some new things to see what fits so that is the exciting part uh, and obviously it's been a year since we played live so it's going to be a little bit nervous like no break mm. yeah exactly mm. well, that's come cool, so i think all there is left to say now is thank you very much for yeah. coming to talk to us and mm. stuff and like thanks for doing this it's been great to chew the fat with you so to speak yeah it's been really <laughs> god thank you once again thank you very much to the corner cafe chronicles for talking to us in the so it goes podcast as with all of our artists their socials will be found in the bio below Remember to subscribe to the So It Goes podcast to never miss an episode. To play us out, we have the Corner Cafe Chronicles with Paradise from their upcoming album. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time on the So It Goes podcast. <laughs>